boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Talking Greyhounds. Trent Mason, Elder, with you, joined by Simone Fisher. Simone, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Trent. Yes, very well, thank you. Gee, um, all the action continued continues on from the Melbourne Cup, doesn't it? And this morning, Trent, we're going to take a trip down memory lane and look at uh, Ballarat and talk to retired bookmaker Tom Murphy and newly retired long-term steward Diane Pies. It's all happening down there at Mooreshead Park for the next couple of weeks. What's making news around the kennels? What's making news, Simone? Well, like I've just mentioned, uh, all eyes on the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club as they're celebrating their 40th anniversary of their move to the current location, Mooreshead Park, which we'll hear about shortly from Tom Murphy. Uh, the MGRA have awarded Chairman Eddie Caruana a lifetime membership and have appointed two new board members. Dr. Barbara Backhoy and Troy Iwanick. Uh, Eddie's been a terrific supporter of racing for many, many years, and I don't think there's ever been a, a group race final that Eddie hasn't attended. So um, well-deserved there. Uh, talking about the board members, Trent, Barbara Backhoy, she's a vet who's worked alongside some very, very famous vets, um, including Jim Gannon and also Alistair Smith out at the Sandown Clinic. She's been a track vet for over 15 years, so that sort of wealth of knowledge um, and intimate knowledge with the greyhound breed itself is invaluable. And also Troy, he's um, only a young guy. He's just graduated as a lawyer but was born into greyhound racing and he's got plenty of experience in different roles with admin and uh, being a trainer and working for trainers. So I think two great worthy recipients of... Um, or not recipients, but uh, worthy people to be on the board at the MGRA. Bad heats at the Brisbane Cup on Thursday night at Albion Park, and the Vicks were to the fore once again. Oh, they sure were. Wasn't there some terrific racing? Hasten slowly, an enormous run. Miss Linda Miro, terrific run there, but uh, what about not available? Yeah, that was <laughs> incredibly impressive. You showed me the replay. I, I didn't catch the action on Thursday night, but I had a look at the replay this morning, and Gee, he was miles back in at a track where it's tough to make ground. He weaved his way through and he even copped a little check up the, up the running as he's trying to poke through along the inside. So he, he just did. got there on the line, but hasn't been favoured by the box draw for the final. No, he's come up with box five. Uh, Miss Blendamiro's probably drawn well in the check. Hasten slowly likes to be near the rails in box three. Uh, Dinah Chancer out in box eight could suit it as well. But uh, yeah, a, a, stra- uh, a stronghold in the final, like you mentioned. There's a big community adoption day coming up at Shepparton. Yeah, and... Ironically, it's the first one to be held at the Shepherd and Greyhound Racing Club, given that Seymour's not too far away. Um, it seems strange that they haven't held one there yet, but 30-plus dogs will be up for adoption. And if people are, again, just wanting to find out a little bit more about the breed, uh, tomorrow would be a good day to do it, but they do need to register, but there's more info on the website. We had a new track record broken during the week, and this is uh, a youngster who's very impressive. And very aptly named too, oh, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> Got some wheels, uh, lowered that 485-metre track record running a 26.87, so over a length quicker than the previous time, set by Crash Cobra. And on provincial tracks, Terrell going to recommencing racing on December the 6th, which is next Thursday, over only three distances, the 3.15, the 5.25 and the 5.95. With a name like Gots and Wheels, that dog is going to become very, very popular. You think of the likes of Nervous and Weird and some of these dogs with these interesting names, they become very popular. So interested to see what Gots and Wheels can do in the future. And unfortunately, some sad news during the week as well. 
Owner breeder Norma Gost passed away last Sunday after battling a long illness. Now, most people would know Norma's partner, Jim Saylor. Uh, they've had many great greyhounds over the years and all tracing back to their broodbitch Cuthbert. Um, they've had success with our Toyman, who won a Horsham Cup a number of years ago, and also Lady Toy, who won a National Distance Championship recently. Norma and Jim used to keep, or Jim still does, they keep their dogs as pets. I think... I recall him saying to me after the Horsham Cup that he had 17 pet dogs, retired pets. I know it's in excess of 10, and for some reason it's 17 that sticks in my mind, but they do do that. They um, keep their dogs and keep them for a long time. So very sad about Norma, um, but obviously she's gone to a, a better place now. Yep, and now uh, thoughts from everyone at RSN 927. Go out to the family. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And it's all about Ballarat this weekend and the 40th anniversary of the Ballarat Greyhound Club moving from the old location to Mooreshead Park. And um, joining us on the show this morning is Tom Murphy. Tom is a retired bookmaker, but um, Tom, you've been part of the Ballarat Furniture for a long time. Good morning. Good morning, um, Savan. Now, can you tell us um, about the move 40 years ago, Tom? I know you know all about it. Um, you yeah. moved from the location, which is now Mars Stadium um, yeah. in Ballarat, to Mooreshead Park. Um, can you tell us the reason for the move and how it all happened? Well, they, they acquired the land over here, which is um, was left by General Mooreshead way back in the Gold Rush days, <clears throat> and it was never to be built on, only for sports stadiums. And they built the trotting track and the um, there's a big soccer stadium and... And the land and the uh, and the greyhound track, and they wanted the land up there to build a big uh, football stadium, which is now where the Western Bulldogs play two games a year, which is called um, North Ballarat Football Club. So that was in 1978. Uh, uh, 78, the, yeah. The, the Christmas is 78, and Ballarat was. Um, and going back to the start of the tin here, um, Ballarat was the first meeting in July. 1956, San Antonio, but they weren't, didn't have the running rails ready, and uh, but I started the first night. It's a freezing cold night too. Oh, it's always freezing cold there. Yeah. Even in summer, it can be freezing cold. Um, you would have seen a lot of changes over the years with the racing style and uh, the tracks itself. Oh. Um, what are some of the the major changes that you've seen over those 40 years, Tom? Oh well, just the the, the track was. Um, the Ballarat track was um, was uh, was built in 1930. They got up and got it going in about 36, 37, and um, and then they raced under lights and they had a straight track down through the middle of it. And then when the war started, they they went to Saturday afternoons, and uh, then they went back to uh, nighttime racing in about 46. And um, but there was a bad period there in about 1960 where there's a shortage of greyhounds, and uh, they they went back to Saturday afternoon because um, 60, 61, 62, there was no greyhounds around, and and uh, they 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 used to call. There was no greyhounds around at all, and they they'd uh, have six races. If they you had to have seven races, and uh, Roy Duncan, we had a hundred dogs, and Roy Duncan and rig up or eleven o'clock on Wednesday night, and he'd say, look, there'll be no meetings. Saturday unless you went into some dogs, and uh, what the, when you had to have seven races, and the um, the, the unplaced dogs from the, the other six races went into a consolation, and that's what they call a consolation race. It was made as a seven race program. But then late, later on, in the sixties things things picked up again. 
and they tried to get there Thursday night back, but Sandian got it. Oh, but, right. I, but I had to race Saturday night. Then. Right. So you've been um, part of the Ballarat scenery for a long, long time as yeah. a bookmaker and as a trainer. So you've um, dabbled in quite a lot of things. Yeah, I've seen everything. <laughs> now tell us, um, when the, the move happened, there was a few people that put in £100 each and one of those was Tony Lockett's grandfather, I believe. Well, there was, um, there was Russell, um, Russell Jack, um, Bill, Bill Jackson... Uh, uh, Bill, um, Russell McRae, not Russell McRae, the grand trainer now, from the, he had the uh, hotel at Buttonyong. Um, there was no, Bill Jackson McRae, um, Harold Brudenall, and my father put in a hundred pounds. And the biggest, uh, biggest one that put the most money in was four hundred pounds in in 1935 or 36. Was um, Howard Lockett. He had, he was a very wealthy band. He had international harvesters up here. And that is the, not the grandfather, great, the great-grandfather of uh, Plugger Lockett now, the footballer. Right. So, look, I'm sure there's um, so much history there and there'd be so many stories, Tom. Oh. And um, looking forward to this weekend at Ballarat as well. But have you got a story that you can tell us? I know there's probably oh. some more dodgy things that went on in those days. Oh, <laughs> Well, I remember a dog went around here one day, was back from, well, there was about 32 book when I could see then, and was a dog, it was a big fawn white dog who was a champion. And um, this dog was back from six to one to about two zone, two to one, which would take a lot of money then when you, know, you had two, two strong bookmakers. And this dog, this dog, you know, one by lengths and nearly broke the track record, but it wasn't that particular dog. with another dog. It was this champion dog. Greyhounds <laughs> racing of fine cotton, the fine cotton affair. Yeah, so same as fine cotton, yeah. yeah ringing, that's <laughs> it, yeah. It was a big fawn and white dog, so if anyone can remember a big fawn and white champion dog, well, they'll work it at themselves. So. And um, the name George Schofield somewhere in there, that's sort of giving it away, isn't it, without, <laughs> without saying it? I, I can't say that. <laughs> hey, Tom, really looking forward to the Ballarat Cup heats on Saturday night, or tonight, I should say, and uh, you would have seen plenty of champions grace the Ballarat uh, track in, in years gone by. Who are some oh, of your favourites? Yeah. Tim Lee and um, the, the best dog I've ever seen go around. You know, like someone said, I, I remember the sportsman's night, who's the best foot, um, was, um, it was sportsman night, and they said, who's the best football that, they, that they've seen? And they said, you've got to do it in box of 10 from 1950 to 60, 60 to 70. But the best grand I've ever Best two grounds ever seen race about it was Zoom Top and um, and um, Rookie Rebel. Zoom Top could win up the straight. At, well, not there was no heels, but he he'd win up the straight at heels at Wyong on a Saturday afternoon, then go around the following Thursday night at Old Harold Park and over the 800 yards and you know break the track record. But you know that's that's way back then in the 50s and 60s, you know. Oh, look, Tom, we'd love to have you on for half an hour to give us some more stories, but unfortunately we'll have to um, end it there. But yeah. look, all the best tonight at Ballarat with the celebrations of the 40th anniversary, and I will yeah. be there cup night, so I'll yeah. come and say hello. You're you're the MC, Simone. I am. Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> all right, then. Well, thanks again for your time, Tom, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, Simone. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher.
Simone, really looking forward to the Ballarat Cup heats tonight. Eight races or eight heats of the Ballarat Cup and uh, plenty of good dogs going around. One dog I'm particularly looking forward to is the return of Beast Unleashed. She's drawn the red in the first heat. That's race number two on the card. He's currently the $2.30 favourite with tab.com.au and he's got plenty of ability. He sure has. He was the launching pad winner earlier this year, wasn't he? Um, resuming after about nearly six months off, but having his first start at Ballarat, he's only had 12 starts. Um, you sort of feel like he's been around for a lot longer, but it's just he's been off racing so long. But coming up with the Reggie, that should um, help his chances because he's not always the best of beginners. But um, his last win was at Wentworth Park uh, back on the 9th of June. So it be interesting to see how he goes, Trent. Gee, he too is really wide open. Speed star, Peter Gallo, Lagoon Rhett, um, Zoom Out, Black Mumbo, Amigo too. You wouldn't be surprised if any of those dogs won. No, you wouldn't at all. Uh, Lagoon Rhett comes off that terrific win at the Meadows in 29.82. But sometimes coming back to a, a shorter distance and a horseshoe track and you know, not all greyhounds are you know, so adaptable, they, they can be, but some just prefer the, the circles. But uh, Lagoon Red in very good hands. They're having his first start at Ballarat. Zoom out. She's been in a number of country cup finals. Peter Gallo, of course, he has two. And like you mentioned, Speed Star off the red there. Very pacey type of greyhound. And heat three, Aston Cometo. Yeah, what do we make of Aston Cometo? A little bit disappointing for mine in the shootout, but uh, had a, has had a little bit of a freshen up now and is going to start favourite here off box two. Well, he was outstanding in his Geelong Cup heat win, mm. wasn't he? I mean, that, that just, um, when he went into the speed star there, he started at $2.80. But someone did make a point that, and what I was just touching on, horseshoes yep. versus circles, perhaps he's a greyhound that's just absolutely brilliant around the horseshoes, but um, maybe lacks a little bit around the circles or needs to do more circle racing. I'm not I'm not really sure because, you know, I I don't know as much as the Thompsons do, mm. of course, but... Perhaps he's a greyhound that drawn near the rails. Um, he might get a run through the race, given that he can be slow early as well. Heat 5 sees Baruga Brett off that uh, dominant win at Sandown on Melbourne Cup night. He's uh, drawn the check here and uh, he'll start favourite. But uh, he's going to face a test, though, with fully loaded, just drawn to his outside. That's right. And Rixie, your pest, drawn on the mm. rails. He's a very pacey type of chaser as well. Uh, Baruga Brett, obviously the class dog in the field, but uh, fully loaded, led a long way at Sandown in a heat of the Melbourne Cup, just uh, wasn't strong enough on the night with Degani uh, winning that heat. Uh, but fully loaded can certainly be one of the greyhounds to lead this field as well. He ran a 4.99 and a 4.95 at Sandown, so he was a finalist in the Geelong Cup as well, going to start as a reserve. Heat six, Dinah Hunter is going to be very short, about twos on. Heat number seven, Belt Up, Bubs and Blue Striker are going to head the market there. And then we get to the final heat, race number eight, and Poke the Bears have finally drawn an inside box, a decent box here, uh, drawn box number two, and we'll start fifty. And just a total forgive run in that Melbourne Cup, got run off the track by Dinah Harper. Oh, exactly. I mean, that was just one of those races. It was just pure bad luck, uh, certainly not about his ability. But Trent, we just worry or wonder, I guess is the word here, um, dropping back to the 450. You know, sometimes he can take a bit of time to make his run because he's not the quickest away. You've got Tito Mojito who has got some pace. Huxley's got some pace. Uh, Milky Jones off the red. Okay, they're not in his class, but I just wonder whether, you know, given that he's not as quick early, he probably needs a bit of luck and a clear run as well. Gee, the, the country cup heats have been particularly strong all year, but this, I mean, this has gone to another level. There's These are outstanding fields tonight. They sure are. Um and considering all the racing that's on at the moment, yeah. with Brisbane Cup heats on Thursday night at Albion Park. We've just come off the Melbourne Cup. There's so many good dogs floating around, so it's good to see them um, filtering to all different areas of the country, isn't it? Eight heats tonight, as I mentioned at Ballarat. Heat number one goes at 18 minutes to seven.
RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And we're talking all things Ballarat here this morning on Talking Greyhounds. And um, another person who has been a major part of Ballarat and the Ballarat Racing Club is Diane Pyers, who's just retired on Thursday night, her last meeting at Warrnambool. And as of yesterday, she um, finished up with GRV as a steward. Good morning, Di. Good morning, Simone. You've had a, a big career in greyhound racing. Can you tell us where it all began? Uh, yes, um, just over 34 years altogether. Um, I worked at Ballarat on, um, I got a uh, job in the office there on race night uh, 34 and a half years ago. And um, yes, did that for about eight years, then took over managing the club when Ron Hood left. And uh, yeah, for 16 and a half years now, I've been a steward. So yeah, finished up on uh, Thursday night was the uh, last meeting at Warrnambool. Are you feeling relieved, relaxed, um, revived now that you know that you don't have um, to go back to a meeting? There's lots of lots of emotions, um, and and it's probably like you know when you're going on holidays and you think, oh, it's so exciting, but it doesn't feel like it's happening. Yes. Um, yes. It, it, look, there's there's a relief in not having to go to the meetings and whatever. There's sadness, you know, because I won't be there and seeing the, the, the people and, you know, the trainers I've had a great rapport with over the years and, you know, um, so, yeah, lots of mixed emotions. But, it, but um, you know, the main one is relief and happy that I'm going out, you know, that I've finished on my terms, so to speak, retiring and not just going off somewhere else. Did you always want to be a steward when you're in the admin side of it? Did you think oh, I'd like to branch out into something different? Um, yes, after I've been at, at Ballarat for a little while, um, and then I've got two daughters, and they they were then at the stage where you know they left home or they were older, and I felt then that it was a good time to try something else, not knowing whether it was going to be okay or not, but it um, worked out very well. What have you found to be the most challenging aspects of being a steward? Um, I think uh, one of the most challenging, and, and it's increased over a period of time with how you know the videos are up straight away and everything, is that um, you know you're constantly there's people out there looking at and making comments on on what you do, you know whether your decisions are are correct, and you can't please everybody. So I think that's been one of the the biggest challenges to me that that has increase so much more the, the scrutiny um, and I'm not and I'm not saying that's a bad thing but it but it is it's always you know on at the back of your mind that you know was someone going to query that or whatever so yeah that that's I think been one of the, the, the most challenging and further to that die obviously 34 years is a is a very long and uh, outstanding stint in the game what's been the biggest changes that you've noticed in the sport oh um, huge huge changes. There's, um, you know, from when I started um, all that, that years ago, you know, we used to pay out the stake money on a race night. Every, you know, the trainers would all come in to get their um, their stake money. Uh, the and then the advances with fast track and all of the um, yeah, all the IT stuff that's happened over over the years. That's um, you know, put stewards reports out there five ten minutes after a race, all of that sort of thing. You know, it's been huge changes in that area. One thing, Di, I know you've had a great relationship with many of the trainers. Um, there's a mutual respect on both parts, but how have you been able to keep those good, happy relationships with, with the trainers but still keep their respect because you are doing a job and you may have to call a dog in for failing to chase or, or whatever? 
Um, I think the key word and one that, uh, that you've just mentioned, Simone, and one that I have valued over the time is the respect. And I feel that if I give the respect to the trainers, they give it back to me. And, you know, over the last few weeks, you know, the comments and, and things that, I, you know, as I've spoken with the trainers and whatever and the fact that I'm leaving, it's just, you know, it's quite humbling, but it reinforces the fact that, you know, you don't have to create waves with them. Um, you know, I'm there and they know that when they come in, you know, I don't have any issues with them when they come in, you know, they're quite willing to sit down and speak to them. But I think it's, you know, to respect them. And at the end of the day, they're the reason why we have a job. Yeah. And, you know, we, we shouldn't forget that. Uh, now, I have been told that you're one of the only stewards or the only steward that currently holds a 100% uh, success rate at, rate at the Radboard for failing to chase greyhounds. <laughs> that's, that's an endorsement. Yeah, that's, hey, that's a good record, isn't it? It sure is. I actually only ever had one, and it wasn't the trainer. It was the owner actually appealed a decision at Horsham, and it, it did go um, to the to the board, and um, I won it. And that's the only time that I've actually fronted up. Now, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it's a good record and I hope you think so too. Someone else might say, you know, maybe I've been a bit soft, but I don't feel that. I feel that, you know, and, and that's where the respect thing comes in as well, I think, that, the, you know, the, the trainers, when you have put their greyhounds, um, you know, on a suspension and, you know, they respect the fact that you're not doing it just because you're doing it. Yeah, I, I guess you've been very reasonable is probably the word to use as well. Um in making your decisions and what is right and reasonable. Now, Di, I've got a couple of true-false questions. You can only answer true or false. Oh, okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. You always took a wooden ruler to your race meetings as a device for threatening to keep the wayward trainers under control. <laughs> true or false? True. Your favourite race day phrase was, you get more bees with honey than vinegar. That's correct. And when you travel overseas, you are known for collecting quirky tea towels. <laughs> that, that's very true. <laughs> and, I'm sure, and I'm sorry, I can't share the story with, with your listeners. <laughs> no, I, I've heard the story and we won't go into that, but um, you've answered correctly. Well done. Now, Di, I just wanted to say um, there's going to be some trainers that will miss you greatly. Um, I know my husband in particular, but just... Just your warmth towards some of the trainers and um, maybe sneaking a piece of brownie slice for them on the ca in the car on the drive home, you know, out the kennels after all the swabs are done. And you say, quick, take this, don't let anyone see. And I think that really sums you up, just that generous, loving nature and um, why you have su had such good relationships with the trainers and been uh, able to maintain your thank, job. Uh, thank, thank you, Simone. And, and yeah, even, even to Wednesday night, um, a couple of the young... The young boys, I wrapped them up some cake as they left the Warnable for them to head home with. Um, and, and, and look, and it just breaks the ice sometimes with some of the people. And, um, you know, as, as the saying goes, you do get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But look, enjoy your retirement, Di. I'm sure we'll see you around from time to time. But um, just go and enjoy it and the next stage of your life and chapter. Yes, it'll be lovely. I'll hang up these on um, just... Um, I've given them back the car yesterday, so um, I don't have to uh, do all those kilometres. And my husband might not be too happy having me home every night, but we'll see how that goes. Oh, you'll be able to make him some cakes. <laughs> you'll be happy. We've forty-three years, so we'll see how it goes now. Oh, I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Di, and all the best. That's okay. Thanks for mine. 
RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. Simone, time for Fast Times. What do you got for us? There's been plenty, so I'll just take a, a handful here, Trent. Peter Gallo, a 1901 at Hillsville, up the 350 metre straight for Gary Selkrieg. Apex within for Rod Clark, a 29.17 at sale over the 5.20. Only three lengths off the track record there. Jarman, a 21.71 at Ballarat over the 3.90 for Cliff Smith. Dinah Winter, a 3.11 win at Cranbourne in 17.68 for Steve Collins. Lily Fox, a 21.95 win at Shepparton over the 3.90 for Michael Carter. And Myra Deemer, how was his run as well? 33.90 over the 5.95 at Sandown for David Gill. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. No doubt plenty to choose from, Simone. What have you settled on? There certainly was plenty to choose from, and um, I liked Hastings slowly until I saw not available... (laughs) Wow, what a win in the mm. Brisbane Cup heat. Um, it was an unbelievable run, Trent. Yep, good call there. What about last week's dog to follow? It was from a couple of weeks ago. Um, Untold Soldier, a win and a second at Goulburn in a novice in the novice series there. That was for Dave Gill. And my dog to follow this week is Apex Within, who bounced back with a top win at sale on Sunday after being unplaced behind Poco Dorado in a bold trees heat last week. Uh, he's in a heat... Sorry, he's in tomorrow at sale again in a 650 metre distance championship. And I think he might be getting ready for the sale cup, which which is at the end of December, always held on Boxing Day. All right, I've got a dog to follow. I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to jump in here because right. I watched Go one on Thursday night down in Hobart, a dog called Stop Line, who's now had uh, 10 wins from 15 starts, trained by Gillian Stanford, ran 25.62 over the 4.61, and no doubt going to be one of the top local contenders in the Hobart 1000, which is not too far away. Pico can probably the top seed from a local point of view, but uh, Stop Line not too far away. Very impressive. All right. Simone, what about a best bet for the weekend? Well, race three, number one tonight at Ballarat in what is an open race. I've gone with Speedstar off the red box there. She's got plenty of pace early and never been unplaced there. I think she's um, overdue for a win. What about what's coming up? Plenty. <laughs> As always. <laughs> As always. So the Brisbane Cup final this week and then throughout December, Trent, we look forward to the heat to the Hobart Thousand, heat to the Laurels, heat to the Silver Chief and the Sale Cup. Another busy show. Thanks for coming in, Simone. No worries. We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.